So, you've got an idea for a business. The store of your dreams. There's just one thing to figure out. Everything. That's why Shopify's all-in-one commerce platform makes it easy to sell online, in person, and everywhere else. Sell on social media, source products with an app to get that first sale feeling. It's the only solution that gives you everything you need to sell everywhere you want. So when you're ready to bring your idea to life, power it up with Shopify. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash listen. This podcast brought to you by Gowan Canada, makers of Edge Microactive Pre-Emergent Herbicide. The heartbeat of Saskatchewan is agriculture. 620 CKRM is proud to be your voice for everything ag. Welcome to Saskatchewan Agriculture Today with your host, Jim Smalley. And a good afternoon. Welcome to Saskatchewan Agriculture Today, brought to you by Harvard Western Insurance. We don't judge. Here's another reminder to renew your plates today. Visit harvardwestern.com. And brought to you by the Arcola Co-op. You're at home here on Highway 13 in Arcola. Today it's Ag Awareness Day, and Canada's Minister of Agriculture has issued a statement recognizing the importance of farmers. A farmer east of Regina receives the Champion Award from Farm and Food Care Saskatchewan. Sask Soil holds a conference in Regina, which wraps up today. We have a feature interview from the Ag Awareness Summit in Saskatoon, and some information on veterinarians. The farm weather is in its usual spot at the bottom of the hour. This is Saskatchewan Agriculture Today with 620 CKRM Agri-News Director Jim Smalley. Saskatchewan Agriculture Today is brought to you by Johnson's Grain, your first and last stop for grain pricing and crop protection. And brought to you by Farm Fresh Water. They'll make your well water wonderful and your dugout drinkable. Get your Farm Fresh Water today at farmfreshwater.ca. Federal Agriculture Minister Marie-Claude Bebeau has issued a statement recognizing today as Canada's Agriculture Day. Bebeau expressed gratitude to more than 2 million Canadians who contribute to the essential role of agriculture and agri-food sector in the nation. She says Canadians can be proud of the quality food produced in the country. She pointed out Canada is the fifth largest exporter in the world of agriculture, agri-food and seafood products. She added annual revenues are close to $135 billion dollars and account for 6.8% of gross domestic product. Bebeau says it's time to raise a fork and pay tribute to all those who contribute to the success of Canada's agriculture sector with quality food. One of the events going on is, during Canada's Ag Day is the Ag Awareness Summit in Saskatoon. Clinton Monchuk is with Farm and Food Care Saskatchewan. It has grown leaps and bounds, and the industry has really gotten behind the push to try and make public trust front and center. You see more farmers posting things online, trying to engage with classrooms, with community groups. Check out Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram today for all sorts of photos of food and videos from the farm showing consumers where their food is produced. At the Ag Awareness Summit last night, a farmer from east of Regina was given the Farm and Food Care Saskatchewan Champion Award. The award recognizes a person who has worked to build public trust in farming and food in Saskatchewan and beyond. The Champion Award was presented to Alana Cook. Cook has a lengthy resume, Deputy Minister to the Premier, the Provincial Deputy Minister of Agriculture, and President of the Canadian Agri-Food Trade Alliance. She is currently the Board Chair of the Global Institute for Food Security at the University of Saskatchewan. Cook and her husband, Jerry Hertz, farm at Edenwold near Regina. In her acceptance speech last night, she asked what better way to make a difference in the world than to champion the best people and the best industry. 
To be able to share our story of how we farm and why we need innovation and access to all the tools and technology to sustainably feed the world is where so much of our focus has been the last 10 years since the very first Ag Awareness Summit. We have come so far and made huge progress on getting our message out and we have so much more to do. Maintaining and building public trust for agriculture and food has never been more important considering the challenges we face with global and domestic pressure on climate policy and potential policy and regulatory impact. Alana Cook of Edenwald was given the Champion Award by Farm and Food Care at Saskatchewan. Back to Saskatchewan Agriculture Today with Jim Spalley on 620 CKRM. Today is day two of a Sask Soil Conference in Regina. Yesterday, farmers heard from an American food and health writer, Anne Bickley. She outlined the process of healing within the human body as cells use inflammation as a healing process. Inflammation is the body's go-to way of dealing with pathogens, among other things. Also helps us heal wounds, kick out cancer cells, keeps us functioning normally. Other kinds of immune cells, uh, other dendritic cell, it's got a different sample and different information. And with that, it's going to stop inflammation. And so you really have this kind of teeter-totter situation between what's going on in the human gut and the microbiome, where if we need to turn on the inflammation, the immune system can get that happening. But once that's taken care of, then it needs to come back down, and that's where stopping inflammation. So in my mind, I think this is another kind of brain. This is another kind of intelligence that is a part of everybody's body. Bickley calls it a human biome. Technically, our understanding of the word biome relates to a group of plants, but Bickley and her husband, David Montgomery, write and teach about exactly how plants grow and upon digestion, how they may affect our bodies. Ensuring soil health is a key concern about those attending the conference in Regina, which wraps up today. Mark Hamer is the president of the Saskatchewan Soil Conservation Association. He says soil and its connection to food is a big part of the conference. I think the take-home message for me, and I, I believe what we wanted as a board to, to kind of portray, is that um, we are growing food and that we need to be mindful of the, of the ways that we uh, the ways that we treat the soil, the ways that we that we handle, and the way that we grow everything, because it does make a difference in the uh, in the end product, and the in the quality of the nutrition, and the, the quality of the food. Hamer says value adding and direct marketing from the farm are issues being discussed today. I, I don't know if there's any silver bullet when it comes to to adding value. Um, uh, but I did like Mark Schatzer's comment about uh, it, it isn't necessarily um, having the, the proof that what you've got, nutrient density testing or, or something like that, but it's, it's, uh, it's providing a backstory, um, just being able to differentiate yourself from, from everything else and, uh, and to tell a story about how you're, you're trying to do your best at, at raising this food. Amer outlines his own farming methods. We do finish uh, some of our livestock on grass and market that directly to consumer, and uh, it's it's been a fantastic experience uh, uh, being able to to deal with uh, consumers that are, are so appreciative of, of what you're doing and uh, that really enjoy the, the food that you're raising, and it uh, being able to move from. Uh, 
position of primary producer into a, more of a retail side of it um, is definitely has added margin that, that makes it appealing for, uh, for farmers. And I, I think it's something that interests a lot of producers. Mark Hamer is the president of the Saskatchewan Soil Conservation Association. Time now for Real Agriculture with Sean Haney on 620 CKRM. This is your realagriculture.com update. Bring the energy of Real Ag Radio to your next customer meeting or conference. From your stage, we'll record an episode in person to inform and provide insight on the latest in agriculture. Email advertising at realagriculture.com to learn more about this unique keynote opportunity. Joining us right now, it is Peter Wheat, Pete Johnson. Pete, I sent you a link this morning. It kind of futuristic in nature. I'm not sure where stuff like this goes or if there's any sort of fruition to it, but it's in the Food Navigator Europe website. And it's talking about nutrient-rich fog promising to boost crop yields. The, the article claims that this technology is achieving yields 50 times that of conventional alternatives per area footprint. What's going on here? Yeah, so, so Sean, it's really interesting. And by the way, you're not worried about soil health because they're using zero soil. It actually, the whole plant just grows in this atmosphere that it is laden. And in what this particular technology, its claim to fame, is the, the droplet size of the moisture and the nutrients in the fog so that there's such a fine droplet that they don't drop out of the air. They just hang in the air. The plant roots are actually able to take the nutrients and the water up from the fog. That's been sort of a challenge that in terms of, of doing it without hydroponics. So they claim 50 times higher yields than, than conventional production practices. Well, a lot of greenhouses on, on hydroponics are in that at least 20 times what we can do in a field situation, and sometimes as much as 40 times. So 50 times, that's quite within the realm of possibility. Because of the way they do things, they're actually saying that they, they don't need to, to put trays in so they don't layer it. So you're actually using natural light. You're not having to use electricity to generate light well again that works but everywhere you go in the world the, the amount of sunlight at any given time like you if you take it far enough north in the winter time there is no sunlight so so we have to look at a little bit of, of how that could work anywhere in the world so to speak but the other real challenge from this standpoint they've been doing it using potatoes and and i think they said that the united arab emirates they could they could produce all the potatoes that they needed for the United Arab Emirates with 150 hectares. 175. Of, so, like that's that's really impressive. Like say, okay, how many like how many tons of potatoes is that? And potatoes are still a, a specialty crop, high value crop. And if you try to apply that technology to some of the other industries, like try to tr do that with growing corn, well, maybe you can get 50 times the yield. I, I, I'm not sure about that. That would be a bit of a stretch in my mind. But you simply can't, like even if you're 50 times more, more productive, there's no way we can put that much land under glass. It just, th there are limits to, to where this technology applies and it really applies 
in the horticultural industry to grow peppers and lettuce and tomatoes. And I think it's awesome. I think that those, those yield increases are, are real. They talked about no pesticides because they're using ozone to sterilize. Well, again, ozone is a good sterilant, so that's an absolute possibility. What they do with the ozone after it sterilizes things, that I think there's some, some issues that could arise there, but I'm not a specialist in that area. Bottom line, this is disruptive technology, and at some point, some of these are going to work, and this might be the one, and it might not. I'm not, I'm not a horticultural, I'm not a greenhouse person, but the concept is correct. The less energy, if they're not if they're not having to use energy to light plants, you know, in trays, they're only using one plant and it's using the sun. That's less energy. They're still in cold climates, going to have to use energy to heat the the place, and they've got to use some energy to to micronize the, those particles of water and nutrients so that the plant roots can actually take them up with no soil around them. But yeah, cool mm. technology. And, and at some point, we, it, it's going to change how we do business, no question. This has been your Real Agriculture Update. You can find out more about this issue or many others at realagriculture.com. It's your agri-weather forecast on the voice of Saskatchewan, 620 CKRM. The Real Agriculture Report has been brought to you by Karst Holdings in Assiniboia and Schlamps Integra Tire in Grenfell, your locally owned Integra Tire dealers. The official 620 CKRM farm weather is brought to you by Shepherd Realty in Regina, specializing in farm and ranch real estate in Saskatchewan. Call Harry, Justin, or Devin at 352-1866. And Moose Jaw Truck Shop, the number one choice for any diesel engine repair. Drop in, no point but necessary, or visit moosejawtruckshop.com. Today, there's periods of light snow in the forecast, winds up to 15 kilometers per hour, a high today minus 8, the low minus 25. Thursday, partly cloudy. Wind south 30, gusting to 50. A high minus 7, the low minus 8. Friday, sunny and milder with a high of minus 1, the low minus 14. Saturday, partly cloudy, the high minus 4, the low minus 7. Sunday, partly cloudy, the high minus 7. 60% chance of evening flurries, the low minus 18. Monday, partly cloudy, the high minus 14, the low minus 23. Tuesday, partly cloudy, the high minus 17. Normal high for this date, minus 7. The normal low is minus 18. The sun rose at 8.11 this morning. It sets at 6.14 tonight. And around the province, currently, the hot spot is Maple Creek at minus 3. The cold spot up north, Uranium City, at minus 31. Estevan is minus 11. Saskatoon, minus 14. Swift Current, minus 9. Weyburn, minus 10. Yorkton, minus 14. In Regina, with light snow, it's minus 12. That's 10 above Fahrenheit. Winds are from the north-northwest, 18. Humidity is 79%. The barometer rising, 102.4. Cloudy in Moose Jaw, minus 10. Winds are from the northwest at 13. Once again, Regina, light snow and minus 12. That's 10 Fahrenheit. This spring, apply pre-emergent Edge Microactive Group 3 herbicide from Gowan Canada. Before seeding your canola, peas, or lentils, maximize yield today and manage resistance tomorrow. Always read and follow label directions from Gowan Canada. You're tuned to Saskatchewan Agriculture Today on the Voice of Saskatchewan, 620 CKRM. 
This portion of Saskatchewan Agriculture Today is brought to you by McDougal Auctioneers. Get fair market value for your assets with an online auction through McDougal Auctioneers. McDougalAuctions.com And brought to you by Patterson Liquid Systems, experts in liquid fertilizer distribution. Fertilizer's just better when it's wetter. Patterson Liquid Systems, expect the best. The Ag Awareness Conference in Saskatoon is hosting its 10th annual event. Clinton Monchuk is the Executive Director of Farm and Food Care Saskatchewan. He discusses public trust with reporter Neil Billinger. When we went back and started to look at some of our stats, just with farm and food care, we've reached and actually engaged with 12 million individuals here in this country. And, and that's just unbelievable. When this started out 10 years ago, and, and the first conference was put on by the Ministry of Agriculture here in Saskatchewan, it has grown leaps and bounds. And the industry has really gotten behind the push to try and make public trust front and center. You see more farmers posting things online, trying to engage with classrooms, with community groups. And I just think it's excellent. I think we really are moving the dial when it comes to public trust in agriculture. And uh, this is another great event to make sure we can celebrate that and, and learn from what others are doing. The, the public trust part of the program, I, I know we've made progress, but it, I guess there's just so much other noise out there on social media. Have you been able to find a way to cut through some of that and maybe deal with some of the misinformation that's out there? Because it, it would be nice if social media was an informative place 100% of the time, but uh, a lot of times it's, it's used for other purposes. There is a lot of noise out there, Neil, and, and you're right. There are those that are actively trying to be against, you name it, right? Whether it's one type of agriculture practice and animal agriculture or some of the different products we use, we're trying to get in front of that. And, and a great example of that is our Canadian Food Focus initiative, where we're actually taking what Canadian consumers are searching for and then making articles, making videos, and trying to expand some of that engagement with those individuals. So when they do see some of that noise out there on social media or from a friend, they could say, hey, no, actually, I saw this from an actual farmer, and this is really what they do. And you're right, there is a lot that's going out there, and, and we're trying to be as proactive as we can with a lot of our messaging. And that kind of ties in with uh, one of your, your guest speakers, Tim McMillan. Uh, tell us about what he's going to be talking about. Some of the listeners might already know Tim McMillan uh, used to be the Minister of Energy here in Saskatchewan. He was the president and CEO of the Canadian Association of Petroleum Producers. He's going to be talking a lot of how the petroleum industry really in general had some of their issues around trust and some of the activists around that and really give the agriculture industry a, a little bit of a heads up on what might be coming forward in agriculture or what is already coming forward in agriculture in terms of some of those pushes from different special interest groups. He's then going to talk to us about how we can try and combat a little bit of that. There's going to be some workshops as well and for different sessions too. You've got different people leading the different sessions. There's three different workshops that we're having. So Tobin Dick, uh, some of you might know already, he's a farmer and a journalist, going to be talking about politics, profit, environment, and then have a little bit of discussion about that afterwards. Heather Thompson from the University of Alberta is going to be talking about consumer spending habits. And then Travis Lowe from right here in Saskatoon, who owns uh, Blue Moose Media, is going to be talking about social media. So 
everybody who's there will have an opportunity to go to two of the three different workshops, again, in an effort to try and make sure that they bring some, some tools back with them that they can use on, either on their own farm or with the organizations that they work for. Who's this uh, conference aimed at? So really, it's it's focused on the industry. So uh, a lot of the commodity groups, agribusinesses, we have a good showing of students that are going to be coming. Actually, the Moose Jaw Polytech students in the Agriculture Diploma Program are going to be coming up as well to be part of this conference. So really, we want to focus on those who are in the industry to make sure that they have, again, some of those tools that they can take back. Clinton Munchuk is the Executive Director of Farm and Food Care Saskatchewan. You're listening to Saskatchewan Agriculture Today with 620 CKRM Agri-News Director Jim Smalley. This segment of Saskatchewan Agriculture Today is brought to you by Degelman Industries. Look to Degelman for the most reliable, dependable, engineered, tough equipment on the market. And Arcola Building Supplies, small town lumberyard, big on service. ArcolaBuildingSupplies.com All internationally trained veterinarians hoping to practice in Canada take their final hands-on test in Saskatoon. Three or four times a year, the Western College of Veterinary Medicine at the University of Saskatchewan hosts the Clinical Proficiency Examination for international veterinarian graduates who want to be licensed in Canada. It's the only location in Canada that hosts this four-day exam. Dr. Gillian Muir is the Dean of the Western College of Veterinary Medicine. The applicants for this exam need to demonstrate their competency in a number of areas that cover the breadth of what veterinarians do in Canada. So food animal practice, equine practice, surgery, anesthesia, small animal medicine, medical imaging, a whole number of the the regular work that veterinarians do all the time. Dr. Muir says this is the final step of a lengthy process. This clinical proficiency exam is a hands-on clinical exam where applicants need to demonstrate their actual hands-on clinical competency. Before the exam is taken, there's a number of written exams that uh, applicants need to pass before they get to the stage. The passing grade is 70% and between 50 and 55 foreign trained veterinarians are licensed to practice in Canada each year. There's a, a veterinary workforce shortage across the country, um, and particularly also in Western Canada. So being able to license more veterinarians in Canada is really is helping to address that shortage. Dr. Muir would like to add another session to the annual schedule. Here's the market updates with Jim Smalley on 620 CKRM. Market Update is brought to you by Freeze Tallman Lumber. Since 1956, Freeze Tallman has been your trusted building material supplier for every type of project. Freeze Tallman in Regina and Fort Capel. And Farm Fresh Water. They'll make your well water wonderful and your dugout drinkable. Get your Farm Fresh Water today at farmfreshwater.ca. Grain prices at Viterra were mixed in early trading. Canola declined 740 at 80962. Number one red spring wheat rose 46 cents at 416.16. The rest were unchanged. Durham 446.26. Feed barley 367.58. Chickpeas 1124.36. Flax 636.98. Lentils $700.50. Oats 229.32. Yellow peas 459.88. And feed wheat 289.56. On the Minneapolis Grain Exchange, hard red spring wheat for March went up a half cent at 9.32 and a half cent a bushel. This is the Livestock Reports on the Voice of Saskatchewan, 620 CKRM.
The Livestock Quotes are brought to you by the Weyburn Livestock Exchange. Call Weyburn Livestock 842-4574. Now, the latest quotes. This is the market report for the Weyburn Livestock Exchange for the week of February 14th. Our last regular sale was on February 1st. D1 and D2 cows sold from 95 cents to $1.05. D3 cows sold from 85 cents to 95 cents. Counter cows sold from 70 cents to 85 cents. Heiferettes sold from $1.45 to $1.60. And good butcher bulls sold from $1.20 to $1.36. We had a pre-sorted calf sale here on Monday. 400 to 450 pound steers averaged three. And nine cents and sold up to three dollars and thirty cents. Four fifty to five hundred pound steers averaged three dollars and nine cents and sold up to three dollars and thirty five cents. Five hundred to five fifty pound steers averaged three dollars and seven cents and sold up to three dollars and thirty five cents. Five fifty to six hundred pound steers averaged three dollars and sold up to three dollars and eighteen cents. Six hundred to six fifty pound steers averaged two dollars and ninety cents and sold up to three dollars and ten cents. Six fifty to seven hundred pound steers averaged $2.80 and sold up to $2.96. 700 to 800 pound steers averaged $2.64 and sold up to $2.77. And 800 to 900 pound steers averaged $2.53 and sold up to $2.64. Heifers were about 40 to 45 cents back from the steers. Some of the highlights from the sale were a load of 500 pound grasser steers at $3.35 a pound, a group of 550 pound tan steers at $3.16 a pound, a load of 600-pound black steers at $3.10 a pound, a group of 650-pound tan steers at $2.96 a pound, a group of 700-pound tan steers at $2.77 a pound, and a load of 780-pound Angus steers at $2.64 a pound. This has been Stephanie Digg reporting from the Weyburn Livestock Exchange, the market that gets cattle and the prices too. And now the latest Saskatchewan pork prices. Ham sold 7,200 hogs Tuesday, selling in a range of 185 to 197 per CKG. Today's sales are expected to be around 7,500 head, selling in a range of 186 to 198 per CKG. Ham's number one sales this week are up, selling in the range of 52 to 59 cents per pound of live weight. Ham's cash hog price today is up, and four contract prices opened lower this morning. On Tuesday, the Canadian dollar is down one basis point, with the daily exchange rate at 1.3345. The Canadian dollar is currently trading at 74.65 cents U.S. Daily U.S. cash prices are higher with the negotiated Western Corn Belt improving 99 cents, while the national formula has advanced 48 cents U.S. 100 weight relative to the previous day. The weekly trend in all regions is still higher than the week ago, and if the daily trend remains even flat for the next two reporting periods, cash will advance across all programs for the third week in a row. The cutout is yet to make a more significant move, but steady gains for the past five consecutive days has a daily cutout for the first time improving for that length of time this year. The 14 cent gain seen yesterday is not particularly notable, but the weekly benchmark is cumulatively higher by $1.63 US 100 rate so far this week, which if the trend holds will be the largest week over week gain seen so far this year. The 2023 marking year started off quite a bit above last year in the first week, giving producers optimism that the market could be poised to outperform 2022's record cash price. But cash trended lower for the first five weeks, and pricing in the national-based region of Canadian dollars per CKG is now lower than 2022 by 6%. While the U.S. national region has seen some support developed last week, the demand side of the equation has not been strong enough to lift prices to year-ago levels. Coming up, the Resource Report. This is the Saskatchewan Resource Report on 620 CKRM. Here's Jim Smalley.
Now the Resource Report, brought to you by Second Look Online Auction. Visit 2ndlookonlineauction.com to see what's up for bid. The president of fertilizer giant Nutrien says the Russian invasion of Ukraine has put the spotlight on Saskatchewan and its resources. The ongoing war has caused disruptions in the agriculture and fertilizer sectors. Ukraine is a leader in wheat and oilseed exports, and Russia is a major exporter of wheat and fertilizer. Ken Seitz says the Saskatoon-based company is working to help fill the gap. One year after Russia invaded Ukraine on February 24, 2022, the global economy is still enduring the consequences, crunching supplies of grain, fertilizer and energy, along with more inflation and economic uncertainty in a world already contending with too much of both. An Associated Press story says there's one consolation, it could have been worse. Companies and countries in the developed world have proved surprisingly resilient. But in emerging economies, the pain has been more intense. An Egyptian widow struggles to afford meat and eggs for her five children. Nigerian bakers shut their doors, unable to afford flour. Indonesian street vendors struggle to keep customers slammed by higher prices. On the markets, the TSX is down 60 points at 20,644. The Dow has fallen 152 points to 33,936. Oil has gone down a dollar fifty at seventy-seven fifty-six a barrel. The Canadian dollar is at seventy-four point six zero cents U.S. That's the resource report. If you missed any segment of the show, tune in to the on-demand Saskatchewan Agriculture Today podcast, brought to you by Gowan Canada. Gowan Canada understands the challenges growers face and takes pride in finding effective crop protection solutions. Visit GowanCanada.com to learn more. That's Saskatchewan Agriculture Today. I'm Jim Smalley. Good afternoon and good farming. You've been listening to Saskatchewan Agriculture Today with Jim Smalley on 620 CKRM. If you missed any of the broadcast, download the podcast now online at 620CKRM.com. Saskatchewan Agriculture Today, following the 12 o'clock news, on your voice for everything ag, 620 CKRM. This podcast brought to you by Gowan Canada, makers of Edge Microactive Pre-Emergent Herbicide.